It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Tuesday, October 18th, 2022. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Southeast Alaska's first big fall storm is forecast to wash ashore this week. Kimberly Vaughn with the National Weather Service in Juneau says it'll bring strong winds and heavy rains to the panhandle. There is a big change coming our way. There's a hurricane force low that's tracking across the Gulf. It's going to make landfall between Yakutat and Cordova area. The low-pressure system is expected to weaken slightly as it comes closer to land on Tuesday. The northern panhandle is in for the strongest winds and heaviest rains. Meteorologists are predicting winds of 40 to 55 miles per hour Tuesday night, with some areas reaching 60 miles per hour. Three to four inches of rain are forecast through Thursday. In southern panhandle communities like Ketchikan, Wrangell, and Petersburg, meteorologists are expecting peak winds of up to 40 miles per hour Tuesday night, with some stronger winds possible. There's one to two inches of rain in the forecast through Thursday for that area. High winds and driving rain are not unusual for this time of year in southeast, but with the first big fall form storm on its way, Vaughn says it's time to get prepared. This is a great time to just make sure you've uh, picked up everything as far as anything that might uh, blow around that you don't want to lose. Um, and then uh, make sure you know where your rubber boots and uh, raincoats are, which is kind of normal attire for southeast. The stormy weekend ahead follows a couple of unseasonably sunny and mild days this past weekend. Stations across the southeast, including in Ketchikan, Sitka, Petersburg, Haines, and Juneau, broke records with highs in the upper 50s and low 60s. On Saturday, Sitka's 63-degree high broke a 53-year-old record. In Haines, the high of 57 broke an 87-year-old daily record. Temperatures at Ketchikan's airport matched a nearly 60-year-old record high of 66 degrees. And in Juneau, a high of 56 degrees broke a record that had stood since 1981. Petersburg's high of 64 surpassed a record set in 2018. Sunday also brought record high temperatures. Ketchikan and Juno's airport weather stations broke records set in 2015. Highs for this time of year are typically in the 40s and 50s, 10 to 15 degrees lower than they were this weekend. The two candidates for a Southern Panhandle State House seat faced off in a debate on Thursday. As KRBD's Eric Stone reports, the candidates are vying to represent Ketchikan, Wrangell, Kaufman Cove, and other communities in House District 1. Incumbent Representative Dan Ortez, an independent, and Republican challenger Jeremy Bynum jointly organized the debate at Ketchikan's Ted Ferry Civic Center. Ortez is seeking a fifth term in Juneau. He pitched himself as an experienced leader. I come before you asking for your vote based squarely on my track record of service as your state representative. He touted his ability to ensure priorities are included in the state budget as vice chair of the House Finance Committee and the chair of finance subcommittees for education, environmental conservation, and transportation. And Ortez said his independent status would enable him to advocate for Southern Southeast free of party allegiances. Unlike the position of my opponent, I would definitely join a caucus whose majority membership came from either the Republican or Democratic Party. My membership in the majority caucus for the past six years has given us a better seat at the table. Bynum outlined the numerous headwinds facing the state in his opening remarks. Our ferry system is on life support. Resource industries are under constant attack. Businesses are struggling because we have a depletion of workforce and high shipping costs. We are experiencing a housing crisis and high cost of living that continues to rise. 
Bynum's a member of Ketchikan's Borough Assembly, and he touted his experience with local government and the energy sector. He's also the acting manager of Ketchikan Public Utilities Electric Division. He said he would be a fighter for the district. I have the tenacity to bring a better quality of advocacy, an aggressive brand of advocacy. You ask why? Because we're in remote communities, overlooked by this legislature and past legislatures. With your help, we're going to be heard. The candidates also had a chance to ask each other questions during the debate. Ortez asked Bynum how he would address a projected decline in state revenues. Bynum said he would look to cut spending. We need to really sit down and look at what our mandatory spending is, what our actual needs are, and make a decision about what we really need. And what we really need is we need to focus on the important things, and that's our youth and our education programs, and those have been put second, really. Bynum said he'd also look to trim the fat by finding efficiencies in the state budget. Ortez countered that total spending on state agency operations has been essentially flat since 2016, meaning there's not much fat left to trim. Later, Bynum asked Ortez what he thought was the most consequential piece of legislation that he'd personally introduced and seen through to final passage. Ortez pointed to his work on the state budget and a bill that increased the maximum loan amounts for fishermen looking to buy commercial fishing permits. And what this did was that it made more resources available, particularly to young fishermen. It's expensive to enter into the market, but we've had a graying of the fleet. And so I was really particularly proud of that bill. The candidates also took questions from the audience, including one asking whether each would support a new statewide tax. Bynum said he opposed a statewide income or sales tax. We're talking about broad-based taxes, whether it's a sales tax or an income tax. I think that we have tools available to us that we can utilize to really try to get a long-term budget in place that's for the people. Ortez said he would support a tax only as a last resort. I make tough votes, call for lower PFDs because we have, even though our governor is hammering on us for as big a PFD as possible, that sounds good, but what that does do is it leaves revenue short for us to fund the programs uh, that need to be funded so that there isn't pressure to raise local taxes. Election day is November 8th. Reporting in Ketchikan, I'm Eric Stone. The candidates covered much more in the nearly one-hour debate. They also discussed the permanent fund dividend, economic development, and more. KCAW will host its final candidate forum on Thursday with House District 2 candidates Rebecca Hemshute and Kenny Carl Scaffelstad. Listeners can submit questions for candidates in advance by emailing news at kcaw.org or calling 907-747-5879. If a kid encounters firefighters in a real emergency, they might be scared about the fire. On top of that, fireproof suits can seem alien and scary if kids don't know there's a person inside. So, Petersburg Fire Department calls last week, Learn Not to Burn. Every year at this time, they visit classrooms to teach kids fire safety and to show off those cool outfits. Rachel Cassandra from KFSK has more. All the kindergartners in Aaron Willis's class are sitting crisscross applesauce on the carpet. They just finished watching a cartoon about fire safety. In the video, animals safely escape from a house fire. At the firehouse, firefighters always stay, ready to fight fires night and day. Today, three firefighters are joining the class to talk about fire safety. Bjorn Stolpe starts putting on his firefighting uniform, piece by piece. Fire Marshal Ryan Weldy tells the class about the gear. You see how it's got buttons and Velcro, and that's all to seal it up really good so nothing gets inside the coat. 
Stolpe puts on his self-contained breathing apparatus. And that's a backpack, just like a normal backpack, but it has an air cylinder on it with some hoses so we can get fresh air and breathe fresh air. Dave Berg has been with the department since the mid-1980s. He says seeing a firefighter for the first time in an emergency can be extra scary. To kids, that can be a real traumatizing situation. So we try to uh, encourage them to ask questions and, and to you know, look up close to, to see that there's actually a firefighter inside the gear. In the classroom, Weldy helps the kids get used to the breathing apparatus. Does it kind of sound like Darth Vader? Anybody know what Darth Vader is? Yeah, that funny breathing. The firefighters explain that kids might see them moving around on the ground during an emergency. Stolpe starts crawling towards the kids, army style. The kindergartners scoot away to avoid him. Some of them look afraid and others are playing. The firefighters say the same thing might happen if there's a fire. Weldy tells the kids they shouldn't move away. Don't hide from firefighters, we're there to help. Yeah. Then there's the very popular question and answer time with the firefighters. Well, maybe not questions exactly, but lots of kids want to share. Hayden McKay has an idea. If there's a fireman and, and it, his house gets on fire, he can just put his outfit on if he's in the right, if there's not a fire in the room. Weldy answers. Yes and no, but we, we keep, this is the fire stations where we put, where we keep this stuff and we get dressed in a fire station. Mateo Maldonado also wants to share. Question? Yeah, every time when I go near Spoka at the campfire, I get kind of sick. In case you missed that, he says he feels sick when he goes near smoke at the campfire. Weldy says that's for a good reason. Oh yeah, because it's not good to breathe. Yeah, we want to stay away from the smoke. <laughs> the firefighters try to leave the kids with a few important takeaways. Here's Weldy. What do you do if your clothes were to catch fire? In the video they watched, the cartoon kids knew they shouldn't go back inside to find their cat. Now, Stolpe quizzes the kindergartners. If you have a dog or a cat or a fish in the house, should you go looking for it? No. I got flood. I got flood home. Let, let the fire department go look for your cat or your dog. As the firefighters leave, Mrs. Willis rounds up the kids for circle time. Berg says the department also sees this week as a way for kids to make sure their families are prepared for fires. You know, this is a good time of year that we remind the kids to change their batteries on their smoke detector, uh, to go over fire safety plans with their parents. Petersburg Fire Department's Learn Not to Burn program is part of National Fire Week. Firefighters and volunteers visit all grades in the elementary and middle schools. In Petersburg, I'm Rachel Cassandra. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News.